Welcome to Clicks and Bricks Podcast. We talk about the entrepreneur mindset. If you get one shot at this, what kind of shot are you going to take? If we forget who we are, they're going to forget who you are. You've got an adversity story that's out of this world. Everything from that Main Street brick and mortar to that billion dollar manufacturer. Today, we've got John Gilbert from JR Gilbert Energy, and we're going to hear his story about how he came out of retirement and decided to start his own company, helping to revolutionize the energy industry in America. How are you doing today, John? Uh, doing really great. Thanks, Ken. Thank you for joining us. Very much appreciate your time. Sure. I know you're a busy guy with a lot of a lot of stuff on your plate. Would you mind giving the audience, tell a little bit about yourself and what it is exactly that J.R. Gilbert Energy does? Yeah, thanks, Ken. And uh, a lot of people know me as Rusty, so you can call me either Rusty or, or John. Rusty is my nickname. And um, I'm in the uh, energy advising business and the energy space is is a very dynamic place right now with both uh you know an oil and gas focus and a renewable focus and then the transition from one to the other so our our advising firm actually helps companies in that space and we also work with uh early startup companies that are really uh big into technology innovation rusty thank you so much for that introduction and you were working in big big energy before this, right? So where, where were you before before your retirement? If you're allowed to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I used to work for for Chevron, right? And and actually, okay. I was I was hired right out of college uh, quite a few years ago. Now it doesn't seem like that long ago, but you know, I hired in the Gulf Oil uh, ENP and uh, worked worked there uh, about five years, including offshore California and Alaska. And then, uh, you know, Chevron ended up uh, merging or buying buying Gulf Oil. So I've, I've had a lot of different assignments in that space, uh, mostly upstream, which uh, for those that might be wondering what upstream is, it's really finding and producing oil, natural gas. But a lot of them were technology-based assignments, and um, I ended up, uh, my my final assignments was with a tech ventures firm where we were investing in uh, new startup companies as well as deploying the new technology within within the uh, Chevron business units, domestic and, and international. Does that help? Absolutely. So, and... You, re you retired from there and decided to start your own consulting firm. Was that, you know, was that part of the plan as you're heading towards retirement or did that kind of come up? You know, a lot of guys are, and women retire and they're like, gosh, I'm bored. They got to do something. So can you tell us a right. little about that transition from, you know, corporate America to business owner? Yeah. Yeah. Good. And you know, another good question. Well, you know, like like most things in life, I think you need kind of plan A and maybe plan B and C. And, and when you're working, uh, as, as a lot of people are, right, for, for a major company or even a small company, they're, they're very busy. So you almost don't have time to think about, well, what am I going to do next? But uh, I, I, I had thought about maybe having uh, setting up an advising or consulting company uh, upon retirement. And uh, I, I weighed that option, you know, more maybe during the last year, year and a half. Uh, when when COVID hit, of course, everybody kind of left the office and we were all working from home and and it became, you know, a little bit more real in terms of, uh, you know, how, how would this what would I actually be able to kind of be based out of the home, at least to start. And 
and uh, maintain maintain an energy advising business and you know all the indicators pointed towards towards yes uh we had a major reorganization and um you know i I didn't have to leave but i elected to leave and it was you know after 41 years it was the right time 41 years is a decent amount of time i've been with my company for 20 something (laughs) so i'm and it it seems to go by in just a snap so before we jumped on the call and a lot of the audience knows that my my main job is i operate boutique data centers and each one of our data centers does about one megawatt of power at what range of power consumption does hiring an energy consultant really start to make sense to help them reduce or transition into alternative resources or does it even matter can you start this process even at the residential level yeah i i I normally work more with the companies that are producing the, the energy and supplying the energy rather than than say the you know the the consumer and um you know on on the on the energy space side there's there's both small medium and large companies that are producing energy or or looking at better ways of producing energy and um um usually tied in with the technology innovators that are finding better ways of um, producing energy at a cheaper cost uh, as well as uh, improving performance and uh, real important is uh, reducing their carbon footprint. So th- those are the three main value drivers that uh, our firm focuses on when we when we interface with these uh, with, well with the clients or the suppliers of energy. Okay, so if you're innovating some new technology or revamping some old technology and you needed some consulting right. on does this make sense? Is this going to work? that's when you would come, your team would come in and start helping assist with that as either partnered with or kind of PM the project for them? Yeah, good good question, right? It, it could be either, but the, the way the uh, most of the contracts have been structured, I uh, have been partnering with and, and, and non-exclusive. So I can work with a number of different firms. I don't want to be exclusive, say to any one company Right. Uh, per se. And uh, it, it involves both the, you know, the upstream, midstream and downstream businesses, uh, upstream being, like I mentioned before, finding and, and producing oil, natural gas. Uh, midstream is the transportation of those fuels downstream, the refining of those fuels uh, to the consumer. And then the the uh, the renewable energy space has been, uh, you know, just as just as prominent as the oil and gas with how, how can we produce energy and power without without burning uh, hydrocarbons. And, and there's a lot of good options out there. And I think there's still a lot of room for, for innovation. Absolutely. So you are in the nitty gritty of energy and this is a huge topic for, across the board, right? There's, yes. there is a finite amount of energy, right? In, in, the, in our universe, if you believe yes. in the, those laws, I think it's, it's an abundant amount of energy but how do you harness that and and get it to the consumer where they need it is really the challenge. How do you, what do you see the future of energy in America over the next five, 10, maybe even 20 years, if you can go out that far? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, the, the consumer will be experiencing this this transformation. They, they are already right now with, uh, you know, oil, natural gas being, it, it has been the foundational kind of fuel for, for much of the country. 
some of that starting to switch over to a base fuel of, of renewables. And, you know, when the consumer goes out to buy a car, they, they have to make choices about, well, is it going to be gasoline powered, diesel powered, uh, maybe a hybrid or, or an EV electrical vehicle. And, and, and they have to weigh the, the, the cost and, and their driving habits and, and the maintenance that, that has to go uh, in or is associated with those, with those vehicles. That's, that's just an example. But you know, they're all, their homes are also heated, you know, many of them air conditioned and uh, you know, your utility bills are reflected uh, in, a, in a large way by what's the source of that, of that electrical power or that natural gas, where does that come from? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that insight into the future for tech, for energy. Normally we talk about technology on the show, but energy is a huge, it's without energy, we really don't have much technology in, outside of mechanical stuff. So it's, it's yeah. a huge, a huge system in our, in our world that we depend on every single day, but most people just depend on it, right? They don't, they don't consider what yeah. life would be like without it. And that's really sad. Is there any specific technology that you see coming out in the future that you're really excited about? Yeah, well, I, I think, you know, what, what you've seen is, is solar has had a good run and, and the prices have come down uh, a lot, right, in the last decade for, for producing solar. So having solar installed in somebody's home is, is for the most part, a reasonable thing. Right. The wind power has taken over. Of course, that's not local to somebody's home, but uh, many of the windmills have, have been installed in various generally windy areas of, of, the, uh, of the country without, you know, too far from the residential areas because there are transmission losses and, and costs associated with transport of the electrons. 